Do you love to read but struggle to see print? Bookshare is a nonprofit ebook library that makes reading easier for people with low vision or blindness. Members can read in ways that work for them with ebooks in audio, large print, and digital braille. Get unlimited access to over 1 million titles, including New York Times bestsellers, periodicals, upskilling books, and more. Bookshare is free for New York Public Library patrons or U.S. students with a qualifying disability. For more information, visit bookshare.org today. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in. Take my hand. Say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious. We'll be friends. Welcome in, everyone, to our October 8th, Friday night. Very special uh, visibilities. I was going to say a very special welcome in uh, to our very special visibilities this evening with that I'm really looking forward to chatting with some very special people from the American Printing House for the Blind and from the ACB Board of Directors. But before we get started, it's been a long week, and we've had three significant losses within ACB this week. And one of them was Rick Belcher. Many of you may remember Rick has been on our calls here uh, many, many times in the last several months. He's uh, Meryl Schechter's fiance, and we were all excited they were going out to Las Vegas, and Rick passed away quite suddenly um, earlier this week. We also, there's a name that automatically people think of at least Council of Citizens with Low Vision or Friends in Art or government employees, and that was Bernice Kendarian passed away this week. Um, I will also tell you that I know the Council of Citizens with Low Vision is going to be sponsoring a program next Thursday night at 8 o'clock for anyone and everyone within, the organ- within ACB who would like to come and share remembrances of Bernice. Just watch the community list. The uh, links will be on there for that. And Ann Parsons passed away this week. And, you know, the thing about all three of these people is what made me think of it to doing this tonight is that they all gave so much back to people from their own experiences and just from their own lives. And that's what mentoring is all about, is giving back. And so what I would like to do is just ask everyone to just have a moment of silence in memory of all three of these wonderful people and in the uh, and for those that they've left behind with pretty big holes in their hearts right now. Thank you all very much. 
I think we've had, uh, you know, we, we've had great experiences in our lives. We've often, if we weren't so active and, and such active advocates, we wouldn't um, be in such a great position to do mentoring and to help those who are maybe new to, new to vision loss uh, or students coming up, younger people, and that. And I think we need to often stop and, and think about what we can give back and what we um, can do for one another and how many people have done for us through the years. <clears throat> Excuse me. And one of the great ways that that's hap- been happening for a number of years and has taken on a new perspective and a new, uh, a whole new program is that the American Printing House is starting this um, Connect Center. Many of us remember the AFB's Career Connect, and they partnered with APH uh, a couple of, uh, just a couple four, of years almost, ago. Almost four years ago, yep. Yeah, a, a while back. Um, and so before I blow it out of the water any further, I want to introduce to you this evening, many of you know Richard Ruetta, um, who's been around ACB for better than 20 years now, and the director of career, I mean, of Connect Center, and that is uh, Alaya. And so I would like to welcome the two of you to welcome to Visibilities and just tell us a bit about what's going on with the Connect Center and the two-day conference that you've had this week. Um, I know they were saying, we were talking before the show uh, that it's also the annual meeting at APH. So it's been a pretty chaotic week for them, but I'm sure they have an awful lot to impart to us tonight about what's been going on. And I want to welcome the two of you to Visibilities this evening. Great. Well, thank you so much, Terry. Um, I know I'm I'm excited to be here. Um, and um, my name is Olaya. Thank you for introducing us. Um, and of course, Richard's on the line with us. Um, and um, like you mentioned, Terry, my um, I am the director of the APH Connect Center. Um, and uh, we, I always say, um, everything old is new again when we're talking about um, the uh, Career Connect website, Vision Aware, Family connect the the suite of websites that used to be over with afb and um now we are um we are the stewards of those websites now over at aph so richard you want to say anything yeah and thank you alaya and good evening acb and um, i'm richard Reda. I, I know many of you but there's lots of new folks over the past year who have joined acb uh during the pandemic and with the community involvement so it's great to see a lot of more folks and i'm here uh, to also share with you uh, about mentoring. And, and I'll start by saying this. It, it was 
Terry Pacheco. It was people in the national office, and it was many of you out there who I was mentored uh, directly and indirectly, formally, informally, when I started out in the late 90s, early 2000s. And, and so a huge, a huge part of what I got out of uh, being a professional came from our grassroots organization. So I'm pleased to be here. Uh, do we want? Do we want me to go back right into the uh, what we covered this week, Alaya? Or did you have other? Sure. No. Okay. I mean, I yeah, go for it. I think uh, what everything <laughs> that uh, you're going to go through is just really exciting, and the first time that we've ever done this. So um, please take it away. All right. So and thank you. So uh, thank you, Terry, for inviting me. And it's good to see Kenneth. I know he's going to be on later on and talking about uh, leadership and mentoring. But uh, over the past year, working with Career Connect. Uh, as a contractor, we uh, got a lot of feedback from folks asking, what are you doing in the mentoring space? How are you connecting people? Uh, you used to do it with AFB. And so one of the ways to address mentoring in, in, in a really meaningful way is bringing together experts, uh, experts from all over the United States, experts in the disability field and experts in the field of blindness. And, and that culminated this week with a two-day seminar. And, and that will be uh, posted up on our webinar page and we'll, we'll get that out to you shortly. But that was a two days of mentoring, mentoring policies, initiative, uh, best practices. We heard from folks from PolicyWorks, uh, folks from the government, folks from the organized blind movement who talked about mentoring uh, from policy, how it works for young people, pre-employment transition services, mentoring for the uh, working age adult, and mentoring for folks who are retired, and uh, how it's important and critical. So we just, we had a day of discussion on that on Tuesday. We had another panel of mentors and mentees really talking about those tangible, meaningful, authentic experiences on Wednesday. So we spent all, all day, uh, half day Tuesday and half day Wednesday discussing this and, and gave out a lot of good resources and a lot of really good information. Um, it, it's hard to really cap encapsulize what we got out of uh, the, that two days in, in, in less than five or 10 minutes. But Kenneth, if you're on the line, can I get your perspective on what you got out of the mentoring uh, program this week? Because you attended. Not to put you on the spot, Kenneth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is he unmuted? Yes. Am I unmuted now? Y yes. Yes, yes okay, you are. Very good. Very good. Well, I really enjoyed this two-day conference. Um, at first, I was going to be representing ACB on the second day, and some things have changed, and we will do something a little bit later during, during this month. But I really enjoyed every segment of this conference. I just had a few things I, I liked that, uh, that, I want, that really stood out to me uh, in regard to mentoring there were a number of groups that presented their, their mentoring programs. And uh, one panel uh, really had some good questions presented to them. One of them, one of the questions was, how, what is unique about your, your program? It gave them a chance to really think. And some maybe uh, had thought about that before, but some didn't. But uh, at the time they presented their thoughts, it all turned out well. And that was something I made notes about because it's something that we all need to think about. Uh, and not just is the program unique or how unique it is, but uh, think about when it may be time to make some changes or modifications to what the program started out uh, like in the beginning. So I, I, I love that, that part of it. One other thing, one other part I really did love when the question was asked of all of that, that particular panel that I'm speaking about now, what nugget would you, could you share with someone who's uh, wanting to get into mentoring or even start a mentoring program? 
And uh, one of the ladies uh, talked about something that's really, I, I think it was one of the true, uh, one of the true nuggets uh, for you to ask questions, ask questions, uh, but also think about not just looking for an answer that you are expecting. Think about what they may, what you may learn from in their response that you weren't were thinking about or what you really did not uh, expect to even hear. So I think that was a great nugget. We have to really tune in, uh, just like we have to do as a mentor, make sure we are very attentive and listen to those uh, folks we're working with to make sure we understand who they are, where they come from, where they want to go, and uh, it would help us to better meet their needs. So and that's, that's one of the greatest things that I know we can do is meet them where they are. So those are the main two things that I could tell you. There's much more that I learned. But those are the things that really stood out to me, how important it is for you to really look at the deep end of everything and make sure you are on track and uh, think about when there may be time for a change. Kenneth, thank you so much. And what I will add is we actually did have a second uh, pan- a second panel for Wednesday scheduled that we're uh, purposely rescheduling uh, because of the annual meeting and some of the logistics and the last minute planning. We had to cut that short. So what Kenneth is referring to is we wanted to do a panel on mentoring and it, as it relates to employment in particular. And that is uh, a summit that we're planning uh, later this fall where Kenneth will be on representing ACB. And we'll have others representing the, the organized blind talking about the significance of being mentored on the job, mentoring in, in the employment space, and a very critical element of what we do here in the Connect Center and in particular uh, in my role at Career Connect. So if you have thoughts, uh, by all means, uh, let us know. Another thing we're doing, Terry, is the um, one of the ways we want to address mentoring going forward is through a, a project that Paul Schrader and I and Aliyah talked about uh, during our opening session on, on Tuesday, was it something we want to call, and likely we'll be calling career conversations. And that's where we meet with blind folks in real time on a webinar like this. We'll meet with you for maybe 45 minutes to an hour. And you, the audience, will get to interact with these uh, employed blind professionals from all walks of life, whether you're an artist, you're a teacher, you're a doctor, you're doing something unique out there to to blindness and and we want to interview you we want to have a great conversation and then the audience will get to pitch in their questions and then we'll record those and put them up online and it's very similar to our partnership with acb and the let's get to work podcast but we will be kind of putting those out uh two or more times a month because we really want career connect to be that space where you come together gather learn and be enriched that's fabulous. Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a a much more today version mm-hmm. of uh, what can be done. You know, uh, especially now with podcasts and and that that we didn't have back ten fifteen years ago with Career Connect. I think this is it's. I would think it you would re, you would attract far more young people that way, which I think is great. That's what needs to be done. We do have uh, success videos. We have blogs and articles and, and a lot of media up on Career Connect. Now, for the audience, if you're listening, I'll give you two quick ways to get to Career Connect because um, you may be looking right now and you don't see it. Uh, you can go to the APH Connect Center website, which is APHConnectCenter.org. 
or you can go to aphcareerconnect.org. So some, but not all of the sites that we inherited from AFB, we put AF, APH in front of them. So uh, when you're looking for APH Career Connect in the Connect Center, uh, put APH there and then Family Connect and Vision Aware, uh, just that they are as they sound. Uh, just put a .org at the very end. Exactly. Yes, we want you to visit them, please. And and Career Connect has really, uh, Richard's done a fantastic job helping to revamp the um, Career Connect um, since it rolled over to us. And um, the National Transition Conversation is a big piece of um, of what Richard has helped us um, to do and really reach across the the, the United States to gather um, not only mentors, but lots of other professionals um, in the field so that we can make sure that we're addressing those transition issues um, that are out there for our students. Were there questions from you or the panel, Terry? We've got a few minutes. Sure. We do have, we do have uh, fun. Penny. Would you like to remind anyone uh, and everyone um, how to raise hands and mute and unmute and all that kind of fun stuff? And and as you're doing that, I will say that um, as a a plug, we're partnering with the California Council of the Blind on Wednesday and through Friday this week doing the uh, CCB Mini Employment Conference. So you'll hear from Malaya and I again on Wednesday. And we really want to be a part of your programs in any way we can, even if it's for 10 or 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. There's no space too small for us. Nope. (laughs) I know that's been I know that has been out on the ACB uh, leadership and conversation list. And um, we can probably get it out on a few more. I assume the employment task force has put it out, but it might be an idea just to double check with the national office if that's going out uh, on this for the CCB mm-hmm. uh, mini employment. Okay. Um, uh, to raise hands on the to unmute and un, uh, to unmute and mute on the PC, it's Alt A. On the Mac, it's Command Shift. A and on the app, it's in the bottom left hand corner, and in the uh, on the f- phone, it's a star six. <clears throat> to raise your hand, it's Alt Y on the PC and Option Y on the Mac, and on the app, it's on the under the More button in the left hand corner, and <clears throat> on the phone, it's a star nine, and it, that's to. Raise and lower your hands. It's a toggle. Thanks very much. So anyone that has a question or would like to know more about what's going on, um, please feel free to raise your hands at this point and we can recognize you and you can truly get your questions answered right from the the experts. I won't say from the horse's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. No, we're excited to be here. And as I said earlier, it, it really was ACB where I got my my sea legs and mentoring and advocacy and and some of those uh, ba- pushing those boundaries, learning how to become un- you know comfortable in those in those spaces that you didn't know about. Yeah. Going to Washington D.C. and lobbying That's scary stuff twenty years ago, but now it's no big deal. Terry would send me with Charlie Crawford to uh, sit in these committee meetings, and then we'd have to talk about all the important things we were advocating for. I I didn't know how to speak, and I still wonder if I do, but I've learned. I've learned a couple of things, and it's all because of the informal, formal, and and just 
happenstance mentoring you do at conferences, chapter meetings, and all the ways we engage within ACB. Let me ask you a question. While people are still being shy around here, I can't believe how many I know. shy people we, we have on here. That's, <laughs> That's not <laughs> normal for your show, Terry. No, it's not. <laughs> um, let, me, let me ask you, uh, with the, uh, these podcasts that you're going to be doing, uh, these interviews with people. Yes. Um, you're looking for some things that are very unique. Things that people are doing, like as an artist or you know, something like that. Um, but are you thinking about doing any that are a little bit more of the run of the mill? Um, you know, some of the things that we tend to often put down because they're not super techie or they're not uh, they're not sexy jobs, if you will. Um, but that some people find the more comfortable places to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, things like, like, um, phone centers, Calls that kind of thing, sure. you know, call centers, that kind of thing. Because, you know, the one advantage that my husband has always said is he was, a, he was involved with tax law for many, many years. And the one thing he always said about it was the nice thing about being on a phone is that nobody, you don't have to deal with your blindness. Nobody knows that you are any different than anybody else that could be answering that phone. You know, that kind of thing that, you know, that not everybody is some kind of a shining star, totally unique. And I'm just wondering if you've given much thought to the, a little bit more of the run-of-the-mill type jobs that that it seems that years ago a lot of more people were involved in than everybody's in into adaptive technology or a, a, you know AT and that today. Well, I would love to interview Larry. Didn't you work in a call center for a while? I, I mean, we definitely don't want to um, intentionally overlook anybody. We want to get all job fields, whether they're romantic. At least sought after, or whether you're a garbage, got the garbage person. We we want we want to shine the light on blind people doing all jobs. And, and you're right, the call centers, the phone work, the office, yeah. the office database work. We we really want to explore that in a meaningful way. And not only do I want to interview, do we want to interview people? We want to. I want to interview panels of people from from different age ranges. So I want to get those young professionals who are starting out as a panel and hear from them. What are your struggles as a 25 year old on your first job? What advice would you give to the 18 year old out there? Likewise, I want to get folks in their 50s or 60s who might be retiring, who have been in the same industry or who have had job transfers or career changes, and talk about that. So I, we want to explore that in that theme as well, Terry. So that it, we're, we're attracting folks with all these flavors of employment in a meaningful way. And Elia, I don't know if you have anything to contribute, but that's that's where I want to get started. I'll talk to you later, Rich, about that. Because, <laughs> yeah, I do have Thanks, some sir. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that what, what um, you know, what Terry brought up and what Richard's talking about, I think that is really important um, because we – you know, I, from my experiences working with um, with transition age youth out in the schools, um, my my background is is as an educator, um, uh, birth to twenty two, and um, 
a lot of times when we have these transition meetings and, and you know, we have the students in, in the meeting as they should be, um, you know, they should be there. We're teaching them how to be, you know, to uh, be independent, to uh, self-advocate. Um, and a lot of times the jobs that they're wanting or the, the, what they want to be, you know, quote unquote, when they, when they grow up, you know, it's like, oh, I want to be a rock star or I want to be, you know, the, these not that that's a bad career or a bad career choice. It's just, you know, we have to try to make sure that we're being realistic yeah. and giving them yes. ideas of what, you know, all the other jobs, right, that are out there. And so, and and unfortunately, I have been in meetings where, you know, the, the student saying, oh, I want to be a rock star. And then right away, you know, you've got a dream crusher in the room and it's like, oh, that's silly. You'll never be that. And instead of doing that, okay, so let's look at what what's entailed, right? What jobs are part of like the music industry? Um, and not, you know, maybe one day you can be that rock star, but in the meantime, as you're working your way to get there, <laughs> let's, let's get you a job, right? Like in, in the music industry, I mean, there's all kinds of jobs that are there. We just don't, um, they're not as glamorous, right? As the rock star, but that, that person yes. didn't get there alone. That person didn't get there without other people and doing pieces of the jobs that go along in that industry. And so making sure that we are having those jobs or those job types represented um, is important so that our students, yes, I want them to dream big, right? Yes, I don't absolutely. want them to, to, I don't, I, I don't ever want to hear somebody tell another student, Oh, that's just silly. You'll never be that. Well, we don't know that, you know? Um, but in the meantime, like I tell my daughter, she's an artist and I'm like, well, that's great. I'm glad you have the talent. However, you need to pay the bills. So, you know, let's, <laughs> you know, let's look, at, <laughs> let's look at other jobs that you can do while you're working on your art. And then if you want to sell it or whatever, you get discovered. Great. But in the meantime, you're not, a, you know, you're, you're able to, um, you know, take care of yourself. And so ha- opening the, the playing field. Um, by interviewing individuals like, you know, the person who is uh, if, if in the music industry, I mean, it could be a roadie, right? Somebody who's helping with, <laughs> with the stuff on stage or someone who's working on the uh, on like the flyers on the, uh, you know, putting together advertisements, putting together, um, uh, you know, the commercials. I mean, they're and not commercials like in the in the sense that oh, TV commercials, but like the text, the script, like somebody has to work stuff on the computer, you know. Somebody has to That's code. Um, yeah. for, associated jobs, yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of things. And so it's like, okay, we need to make sure that we are bringing light to all of the different jobs that are involved in some of these really big things that our students are, are you know, hear more about or that are more in their, you know, in their daily lives, but they don't realize, you know, the secretary that had to answer the phone uh, or the uh, admin assistant had to answer the phone to connect that person to someone else or some, you know, so um, we definitely are looking at, at doing that. And Richard, his idea is, is, I mean, it's genius. You know, let's interview everyone, not just, um, you know, the Joe Streches of the world who, you know, executive producer for Apple Plus mm. TV, which is great. And we I love, mean, by the way, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we love him. Right. I mean, and we, and I love the show. See, and like, I purposely haven't watched the last few episodes so that I can binge watch. Cause I get so, <laughs> I have to be able to see more than just one episode. I can't do it. But, um, but you know, and, and, and Joe is a wonderful mentor and he can talk about all the things that he he did getting to that point, right. Of where right. he is. 
Um, and if he had never gotten to be an executive producer on the way there, he had jobs. And so what were those jobs? Um, and those are those are things that our students need to hear. Our, our you know, transition age students, our Absolutely. young adults, even our students who are in college. Right. Though I still consider them kids. <laughs> they may not want to think that, but they are. <laughs> I, I was a college professor. Believe me, undergraduates, they're still kids. <laughs> and, and Terry, to speak to your, and I'll wrap with this. I know our time's coming up. Yeah, I know we've that, also got three questions for you. Oh. Okay, well, visibilities. I know you you have an audience of all ages too. So mentoring goes at both ends. You know, yeah, absolutely, so. it does. Let's do questions. Sure, it does. Sure, Peter. Yes, you guys hear me? We yes, can. sir. Yeah, so I just wanted to welcome Richard to the team. We are, uh, I'm uh, in charge of the podcast, uh, Let's Get to Work, uh, on the Employment Committee. And I look forward to working with Richard to figure out ways how we're not standing, stepping on each other's toes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, I know Richard, you and I are going are to talk. We are. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll figure this stuff out. But, you know, we, we, we've been interviewing folks, uh, the Employment Committee, for almost a year now. Shit. And uh, we look forward to doing and more of them. Any. And we look forward to working with Richard. Thank you, Peter. I'll reach out to you the week after next. You're on my calendar. Okay, terrific. That's, that's all I have to say right now. Well, thank you, Peter, Thanks. for working with Richard and uh, Career Connect for this. We're, I'm, we're excited. And I'll give you a heads up, Richard. I think Peter's got bigger feet, so watch your toes. Um, <laughs> all right. Karen is on her iPhone. Karen? Yes. Um, I guess the purpose of this program, I'm a little confused, is just to find people to interview and to find people to be career mentors. Is that what it is? Um, the program that, that I talked about particularly for Career Connect is uh, what we'll call Career Conversations. And as we get that launch, we'll send out more information. But yes, we want to interview adults and the working world who are doing things that you, the job seeker or the supporter of the job seeker can, or informational interview, uh, check out, listen, and engage with us. Okay. So the mentor part, you're looking for career mentors. I'm um, looking for people who are uh, working or uh, in the employment space that we can interview on a webinar like this uh, at a predetermined time. Yes. <laughs> It sounds like they're looking for to be a mentor. Is that right, Karen? Yes. Okay. And so what we did with these, the last couple days, um, or the, um, what was it, Richard, Tuesday and Wednesday, (laughs) it seems like so long ago, right? It's just been a long week. Um, We talked about the different mentoring programs um, that are going, that are in um, individual states and how they are implementing um, those mentoring programs and connecting with those students or young adults or adults in transition, um, how they connect, how they can connect them with mentors in their state. Um, and so, Richard, I think was it Steve um, with Policy Works? Um, Steve Allen, yes. Uh huh. Talking about um, how they are helping with that initiative, so from the federal level down to the state level. Correct. Um, so, how would Karen then um, for her where? She is in her state. Would she just reach out to um, her state rehab agency or um, will we go to Transition Hub and look up her state and see? I would go with your state rehab agency and or email us at the Connect Center. The, the, the main email is uh, connectcenter at uh-huh. aph.org. 
Yeah. And we can, between Sharon, Ellen, and, and it'll probably be kicked down to me, we'll make sure you get those resources. <laughs> That's right. Okay. All righty. All right. Thanks, Thanks Karen. Great. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Connie Bateman, you are uh, unmuted. Fellow Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Connie. Oh, can you hear me? Yes, yes. we can. I've, I've been having some connectivity issues. So. <laughs> okay, oh, you're so, doing well tonight. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So I am a former teacher of visually impaired, and I recently retired from my job teaching English language acquisition to adult immigrants. So yeah. what about retired people? I had the pleasure of mentoring a young lady um, who I found through the American Association of Blind Teachers, which is a special interest affiliate of ACB. And then she later became one of the ACB scholarship recipients. So I had the pleasure of meeting her at one of the ACB conventions. And so um, I would like to be available to mentor people who are going into either one of those fields. Uh, Is that possible, even though I'm retired? Yes, the the answer is we will definitely get your information, Connie. I I know how to get it, and uh, you're probably you're here in town. But yes, through our Career Connect resources. Now, just so we're clear, folks, we're not doing and we're the mentoring program that way it was with AFB, where we had a a database of a people. It it, it became very labor intensive, and it, it it's a. Uh, it's a direction that we're going away from, but we want to do mentoring through our career conversations and through all the other resources and media that we have with Career Connect in a very modern and very meaningful way. And, and one of the takeaways, and I'll end with this, Terry, one of the, the takeaways from this week and from what we learned with PolicyWorks is creating mentoring programs at a local and regional level is very, very <laughs> powerful. It doesn't mean having a mentoring program and project through ACB isn't important. It really is at the national level. But we really want to focus on, on how it can be localized and then made at, at a national level. And I hope that makes sense to folks. That makes a lot of sense. It was kind of the question that I wanted to ask you about. Um, because I think, you know, mentoring um, is getting you, getting a job is a local issue generally. Yes. And there aren't too many crazy people like me that say, Frank, want to move to Washington? <laughs> um, you know, from, from Boston. Uh, it, it is, it's a, lo- it's a very, very local situation. And oftentimes you can, um, you can, be much more successful at getting a job in an area in which you know you might be more comfortable with it. It's a much less uh, labor intent, much less emotion intensive, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I think the idea of working with local groups probably would be far superior in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think it's a it's a great combination to be aware of what's possible through Career Center. And then to be able to take it to something local, to a local program, to be able to, uh, that just seems to me the perfect mix, to be able to then potentially find a position in your area. I mean, unless, of course, you want to move to Washington. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Right. There you go. I think it's a great mix. Um, We have one more time for one more question, and it's from Lynn Corral. Lynn, if you want to unmute. Hello, Lynn. 
Lynn, you don't seem to be unmuting. There she is. Okay, here I am. There I'm you sorry. are. There you go. I don't go. know what happened to my stupid mute thing. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I've been, a, I've been on both ends. I was a mentored leadership anchorage, and I have mentored a blind student also, and, and I'm actually helping some students in my dissertation, in my doctoral program too. So, you know, I think mentoring is a great thing, and I try to help people whenever I can too. And you know, I'm getting older. So it's it's just, it's a great thing to mentor people and give people support and actually help them decide what they want to do, you know, if it's employment or anything else, because sometimes people are a little bit, you know, um, you know, they're a little bit unsure of what they want to do. So I think it's great. And I think it's great that we're talking about this. And it's, it's always a good topic, I think, which is why I was interested in this. So thank you, Terry. And thank you, Rich and Alaya. Yes. Thank you, Kellen. Yes, thank you. And I want to thank Richard and Alaya. Do you have anything else that um, we haven't touched on that you want to get across to everyone this evening? Oh, just our marketing blitz at aphconnectcenter.org, um, aphcareerconnect.org. And then uh, we, we have a toll-free INR line. If you have any questions about blindness, a through Z, we've got some brilliant, smart people. Uh, 1-800, oh, Laya, help me with a number, two. Oh, my good. Of course. Hold on a second. Of course, Five, you four, were six, three. That. Oh, Somebody was saying that. And Kenneth. That, I, I don't Kenneth, know it. knows it. I know it by memory. Our, go ahead, go ahead Kenneth. Oh, Kenneth knows it. Oh, I'm sorry, Kenneth. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was ready to give it if uh, you had not found it because I know it by memory. It's one oh, 800 Two three two five four six three, and I wanted to say that Richard and another uh, colleague came uh, uh, virtually. I would say to our to Beaumont, Texas, and presented uh, last Saturday. I do believe it was, if not the Saturday Sharon. before. Yes, Sharon Huey. Group. Yes, Sharon Huey. Uh, so just by calling the the uh, hotline, I actually was able to meet Sharon, and she was so nice. She just gave me so much information. I decided to ask them if they would speak during our chapter meeting and I invited other people, it turned out very well. So there's much more to know, know from that site than uh, just mentoring. There's just so many resources there that are available. Yes. Thank you, Kenneth. Yeah, that's right. And, and when you call the number, the number is um, st- we have staff um, um, for uh, they're answering the phones from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and so and if, if somebody is not there to pick up your call, it's because they're helping someone else. But if you leave a message, they will get back to you um, and yes. answer any questions you have or reach out to any of us on the Connect Center team. Um, we are very much a, an all hands on deck team. Um, and uh, if the, the if rich, I'm sorry, if Richard, <laughs> if Alan or Sharon don't have the answer they know who to go to to help find it so please take advantage of that service it is free um so we'd be glad to uh, you know help anyone who needs it reach out to us it's what we're here for well thank, thank you, you. Yeah. thank you ever so much let me ask you one more quick question um that i probably should have asked way back mm-hmm. and that is what did you find maybe in this in the two-day session um or somewhere mm-hmm. else what have you found um, is necessary in this day and age to be a mentor? I know in somebody was telling me that, you know, you have to have a quarry check or, you know, uh, do some kind of vetting of people. And that, do you know what the average, quote unquote, average 
state mentoring program, state mentoring program is doing about that? I think you, know, um, you cut out there a little bit. The, the, going to Policy Works, and, and they, I look, we look to them as the mentoring experts because they have the ear of the government. They have uh, the support of the federal government, and they really know the answers to all that. I know every state has a different take on it and how much they're going to invest, but the more investment, the more parameters you have around successful mentoring and what people know and making those connections meaningful and authentic in a way where you know you're going to be connected. They've been vetted. It's not just anybody off the street. Uh, the more successful that, that connection is going to be, the more empowering it's going to be, and the more successful that person, the mentee, will be. Uh, all right. Well, I think we've probably got a good number of pretty um, good potential mentors uh, here with us tonight. And I want to thank Richard and Alaya for being with us. And um, I want to continue on. Well, ACB has uh, certainly often worked very closely with um, APH. I'm going to get it straight yet. I, I, I still want to say AFP, APH or something. Um, with APH in the past, and I think that this is, uh, I just think that this has just got so much, so much potential. Um, this whole new pro, this whole program. And I'm so glad to see Richard involved in it because I know he's done so much work for so many years in transitioning. And now I think we need to start looking at one other place where mentoring is always helpful within AC is within ACB itself. And so the third guest on the first segment is now the first guest on the second segment, if you will, <laughs> um, in that I want to uh, welcome Kenneth Semyon to our call this evening. Um, we've pulled him away from the ACB board meeting. He was in training all afternoon, I think, with uh, Dan and the rest of his fellow board members. And good evening, Kenneth. Good evening. And we, there's, you know, there's always been so much that's needed to be done in ACB. And everybody just kind of picks up a shovel and starts in it and starts digging into it. And it's, I think the organization is a little different now, in particularly in our advocacy areas. Um, and governmental affairs. And I think that there's probably more room right now for people to be mentoring others than there maybe has been in many a year. Um, and I think that there's a lot that can be done, everything from uh, going out and finding new members, um, but also the whole idea of people who are members coming up, going up through the ranks, through the, you know, getting additional experience and getting some of that experience from those who have come before them or from those who have not necessarily, not necessarily, I don't mean that by, you know, all of us old crotchety ones, <laughs> um, but 
to people who have made a mark, whether they're 25 or 75. Uh, and that's why I think that mentoring really is a place to give back to the organization or to give back to your community, to give back to the blindness community. Um, because every one of us at some time or another has had at least someone who has made a major mark in our lives has been a major help to us at one time or another. And those people were giving very willingly of themselves. And we need to do the same thing if we want to see our organization and more, even more so than the organization, we want to see the blindness and low vision communities prosper and, and finally achieve so many of the goals that we have been setting for us, that we have been setting for so many years. And to accomplish those, we all need to help. And whether it's you've, whether you've done 15 legislative seminars, um, or this is your first, you know, or whether you've, whatever you've done in the past, you, you can teach somebody from what you've done. And that's it. I'm hoping that we can really uh, excite people and get people into doing more of that by programs like tonight's. And now I'm going to just stop talking because I've done way too much of it and turn over to Kenneth because I think Kenneth has some great ideas uh, of mentoring possibilities within ACB. And so I want to welcome you and thank you for joining me tonight, Kenneth. Glad to be here and uh, so honored to be here with everyone else. Uh, I, I wanted to begin sharing about uh, what I have personally experienced. I've had opportunities to mentor when I didn't seek those uh, opportunities initially, but uh, even with youth, I, the opportunities just continue to arise even when I was uh, uh, working and everything with AT&T. Uh, I volunteered at school districts and always was given opportunity to even uh, work with some young students that were having difficulties and needed to know that somebody understood where they were. Uh, and I had been through challenges myself uh, in my younger life. So that's why I want to give back. And I continue to get, get those opportunities with the young people. But right now within ACB, uh, being uh, a part of the Derwood K. McDaniel Fund Committee, where we issue out awards, two different awards each year, it gives us uh, great opportunities to mentor those folks who want to become future leaders. Some of them are currently leading in, in some way in their local chapter or community, but they get to learn much more about what ACB is wanting to achieve and how they can play a part in that. So uh, I just wanted to mention the two awards briefly. We have the DKM First Timers Award and DKM are initials for Derwood K. McDaniel. This committee is in place in honor of Derwood K. McDaniel. This annual award uh, began in 1996. And it's, this year is our 25th anniversary, and we've actually brought 60, 60 members to a, an ACB conference and convention when they had never attended before because they showed interest in uh, leadership development. And both of our awards are leadership development awards. And so I won't go into all the details about how those, uh, how you can apply and all that, but I will tell you that uh, we have our own website on ACB, uh, acb.org slash DKM. You can visit 
and get some information from there. And uh, I'm on our various lists within ACB, so we can definitely communicate that way. Uh, just know that uh, we also have the ACB J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows Program, uh, and it's been in place for seven years now. We brought uh, our we have 33 people now who has received that award within seven years, and uh, so we will be bringing to conference next year in Omaha, Nebraska, 21 folks, because in 2020, we were virtual. In 2021, we were virtual with our ACB conference and convention. So we'll be bringing uh, seven of our DCAM first-timers, those from 2020, 2021, and 22, who will be selected then. And then we have the others coming from our ACB J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows Award. The difference in those two is the DCAM first-timers you uh, would not have been in attendance of an in-person conference and convention previously. And the other award is given an opportunity for those who have been, but still want to grow in their leadership uh, abilities. They can uh, apply for this award and they be chosen uh, to come and learn more, connect with the newer leaders around and things that have uh, pretty much changed in, in some ways within ACB, you can be a part of that. So I wanted to just say a few things. I, I really believe uh, that uh, the subject of mentoring is going on everywhere you turn. Uh, whether, whether you're young or older, there's a need for that. And we must all say that some way, uh, somewhere along the way, uh, someone has mentored us. So we never achieve alone. Somebody's been there, even as uh, Richard said earlier, even if it's indirectly, you could just be around and someone said something positive that connected with you and uh, you could say, okay, this, I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn more about that particular thing. Now, yeah. normally, normally mentors just want to make a difference, and and our goal with the DCAM committee, uh, we just want to make a difference and and make a positive impact on those lives, the lives of those who apply for those awards, and and give them an opportunity to learn as much as possible, so that they could begin to lead. And. And that has been very successful. I mean, when you look at some of the first timers that have uh, that have come through ACB through that through the McDaniel Award, um, the McDaniel Fund was originally set up after Durwood passed away, and the idea of it was one of its projects was going to be to bring two people each year to the convention and. So it still needs, you know, anyone ever wants to make a donation to the DKM fund, I'm sure that the national office would be very happy to get it. <laughs> um, yes. But there are also, um, there's a, a lot of people who are major leaders in this organization today because once they got to it, to the convention and did, and were mentored by members of the committee and other people as well. Um, they've ended up in major roles. I am quite certain. Kenneth, were you a first-timer? I was a first-timer in 2010, and ever since then, I I've always so. made it to a conference and convention. Yes. Yeah, I thought you were. And as I recall, um, Sheila Young, who's now the president of the Florida Council, I believe, was a first-timer. Yeah, no, in she was actually 05. a leadership fellow in uh, 2016. Sheila Young was just yeah, a but she was yeah, but she was also a first timer in 05. Wow, okay, I I'm didn't know her name certain, on the list. Okay, I, I'm almost certain she was. Um, she that's how that's how we kind of reconnected 
where she said, I remember you from when I first co- convention because you set everything up for me to come. And said, back then was when I was working in the office and I used to do all the travel arrangements and, and work with the DKM committee. Um, but I'm pretty sure she was. And there are other people who were first timers and people who were scholarship winners through the years that have gotten uh, very involved in ACB and have been taken on leadership roles. Um, but there are also people who have, I think, been mentored on a, on a much more local level, you know, within, within a local, within local chapters and have taken on roles and in this, and state affiliates. Um, and that's really where a grassroots organizations, grassroots are its local chapters. And so, you know, when you can mentor or, you know, just kind of help someone along who's never, who's maybe a first time at a meeting, um, who might be kind of shy, uh, something like that. You can do such simple things to bring those people into the, who may feel a little on the outside. Bringing them in can get them so active and so involved. Yes, Richard. So I, I want to add to that. And um, I was a very shy and bashful kid in 1998. And <laughs> I called up and I wanted to be a member at large of the California Council of the Blind. I didn't know who these guys were. I was working a job um, doing outreach for a youth program. And the first place they sent us to was to exhibit at a, a state convention in NFB. And I thought, wow, oh, this is cool. And I met, I met that side and it was great and, you know, got what I needed to get out of it. But then there was this other group and I want to learn what the other side has to do. And so I became a, a member, a member at large. I didn't know any of the local chapters. And next thing I hear from is the force to be reckoned with. We all know Catherine Skyvers. <laughs> <laughs> she was indeed. Yeah. Here's a woman in her 70s, blind, raised five kids by herself, um, you know, worked at night in a piano bar and worked for the IRS and just gave me a, a ton of advice and a lot of opportunities um, to thrive and, and just attend and, and do these crazy things. So uh, it, it, like I said, it's just intentional or by happenstance, but you meet some really cool people who might be, uh, you know, 20 or 30 or 40 years older than you, but they have a lot of insight, a lot of practical advice and a lot of here's what you should do. And here's some of the pitfalls to avoid. And here's some of the pitfalls you're just gonna, not going to avoid, but you're going to learn from. And, and sometimes you need that tough conversations, not just all the, uh, all the glossy stuff, but you need to hear those real, real talks. And that's what mentors will do. Yeah. I'd like to share a few uh, things before our time runs out of, of recording what Richard just said. Uh, you know, within the DCAM committee, we had in our uh, guidelines and expectations that the, they're supposed to be, the committee members are supposed to be mentors. But when I became chair in 2016, uh, there was, there's no, nothing in writing about what they're to, to do to become that. And you continue to add people to the committee. So I, I cre- created a mentor guide uh, and the committee reviewed it and approved it. So we have that to follow. But also, I just made, made a note of some things I'd like to share that I try my best to do each time we have a group of people that uh, have actually been uh, chosen as one of our award recipients each year. So I begin by getting to know them. I feel like it's important to build a rapport uh, and, and we build some pretty good relationships. And after that, I want to, in order to do that, I would say I'd like to intently listen to uh, what they have to say. 
uh, where they've been, what their aspirations are. So I make time for conversation, always have that, that open door for them to contact me and I'll reach out to them. I make sure I get everybody's phone number, email address, text, uh, um, their mobile number, whatever. So uh, periodically, periodically, they just receive a text from me, checking on them or just trying to build up another, another opportunity for conversation. And um, then uh, I just mainly make sure I try to meet them where they are after I get to know uh, where they've been and where they want to go. And one time, one thing we have, go ahead. You're about to say something, Terry? No, no, I, no. I was just going to um, I, I totally agree with you. Okay. Please continue. Uh, okay. So uh, one thing we have, as a mentor, we have to address, like, change issues. There's, uh, we have to accept that change is going to come. When we get some younger people that receive the award, we have to really listen to them and not be so uh, prone to just focus on our thoughts and what we believe because it's uh, from where we've been. Uh, so you find out some good things and we begin to learn from one another, you know. And so I try to keep that uh, open communication going because of that. Also, we need to lead by example. Uh, I make that a personal commitment that I uh, lead by example uh, in order to be that role model that they can identify with. And also be uh, feel free to, to communicate with me. And we begin to exchange information and experiences. It's, it's a great thing to just learn of where they've been. Uh, and and it's, it's interesting to even know uh, what they've achieved in life. So, that's, so we also, as a mentor, have to create learning opportunities. So one thing that we do uh, throughout the process before we even get to convention to recognize them, uh, we make sure that we keep in communication with them, sharing different things like quotes and leadership articles, uh, just encouraging them along the way, checking in with them. Uh, to see if they need anything, uh, keeping that open door for them to reach out uh, at any time. Well, we also, and I think, and I think that's wonderful, and I think it's very important. And I thank you very much for all that you've brought to the organization, uh, for all that you've brought here this evening, and for all that you've brought to the organization. I think you've been. Um, I know I've. Um, kind of watched what's gone on with the DKM committee for the last several years. And and you've brought so much mentoring and so much of the, the subject of mentoring to ACB. And I think that's been a, a great, a great gift that you've given the organization. And I hope that people here on the call tonight will think about what can I do? What can I do in my local, in my local chapter? What can I do? on the state level, what can I do? Um, that's not going to, you know, it, it, it isn't something that you're putting a 24-7 commitment to. Um, it's something, you know, maybe a couple of hours a month you can do something. And I think that that's what's, what a lot of this is really about. And I want to thank you all. I want to thank Aliyah and uh, Richard and Kenneth all for being with me this evening and unfortunately we are just about out of time next week let me tell you we are going to be talking about the uh, in the last few months the board of directors has met three times at least and we're going to be getting a little caught up on 
what has been going on on the national level with ACB. And then we've got some other really good surprises coming up the end of the month, uh, which I can't believe it. I'm talking the end of October already. I'm not sure where September went. Um, but I thank you all. It's been a good week. And everyone stay safe, healthy, and happy for the upcoming week. Good night. <laughs>